When I woke up on my 35th birthday, I had an incredible epiphany. I just didn't care about anything. You know those stupid little comments that people make about you. Completely unimportant to me. And that has certainly changed the way I look at life from that day forth. My name is Phil, and this is The Lip. Hey everyone, this is Phil. Wanted to just let you know that I'm enjoying what I'm doing so far. This is Podcast of the Lip number two. Seems like it's just about as much fun as the first one was. I'm loving every part of this format. And to all the people who are listening out there on Spotify or any other various podcast outlets that I am affiliated with at the moment. Wanted to let you know that, yes, I did tell you that I had another subject, which I simply entitled Pain. Only because throughout my life, I've ended up in a lot of it. Doing things that probably mm, weren't the smartest decisions at the time. But they happened in the areas of my life between the time of 15 and 27. And generally speaking, I like to consider that time my young, dumb days. Pretty self-explanatory. That's a time when I did everything that was possible, that made as little sense as possible. And I was young, so it just seemed like nothing could happen. Of course, I discovered through these particular three incidents that I feel like I want to elaborate on today, that was not the case. Not even close. Each one of them ended up hurting me permanently, and I'm dealing with it every day. But enough of that for now, until we get to the main event which we're not quite at yet. Wanted to just go back to my friends who do a podcast that I've been listening to for the last several months, The Tech Hour with Kevin and Pat. These two guys got me on to this idea of even doing a podcast, and I'm grateful for them eternally, and until you get sick of hearing me talk about them, I might bring them up from time to time. Just letting you know, that Pat put the camera system in my house that I just bought recently. Kevin, he lives in Canada. So for my friends who are up north, you should check out his Facebook page. And don't forget to listen to the podcast Tech Hour with Kevin and Pat. Both of these guys know what they're talking about. Uh, Pat's business is Houston's home Automation and Kevin's business is KP Home Automations. Both of them stellar. Both of them extraordinarily knowledgeable about the product that they're selling and efficient in the way they install it. You give them the op- you give them your house and they'll make it to something that you wouldn't even be able to imagine. Almost something you could find out of the future incredible but now just to give you a heads up on other little things that I've been thinking about before we get to the main event what if I was to tell you that all those injuries I suffered most of them were without a doubt unnecessary 
all of them could have been avoided. But I was young, I was dumb, and I chose to take the path of, well, let's just say, I thought it was a good idea at the time. <laughs> Each and every one of the things, I can only describe it in that name, in that word. I thought it was a good idea at the time. And of course, live and learn. Each one of those decisions that I made, one after another, turned out to be worse than the last one. But, through and through, I'm still alive. They were able to fix me somewhat, and quality of life is as good as it can get. I like to tell everybody when they say, how do you feel percentage-wise? My percentages have changed. Usually a hundred would be uh, your maximum percentage and you're just feeling as good as you could possibly feel. Over the years, my hundred percent has actually turned into 70. And if I'm at 70, I'm as good as I can possibly get. And I'm always glad to be there whenever I can get there. Okay, it's now time for the main event pain something that not everybody enjoys and when you do enjoy it people think there's something wrong with you fortunately i'm not one of those people who enjoy it i can take a lot of it not that i want to but throughout time you just sort of get used to it safe to say that my first major injury came so early in life to the point where I almost don't remember being pain-free, and it's sad. When I was 15, I got my first injury, first real injury. I ended up tearing a meniscus in my left knee. Of course, 15 years old, torn meniscus. You think you're completely invincible, but next thing you know, wham, you found out you're not. Didn't take long. but. Like I said previously, it was fun getting to that point, which is sad, but it really was. Back to my old Amato Southern Regional High School, sophomore year, here I am, playing football. Wasn't the biggest guy yet, only about 180 pounds, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, somewhere in that neighborhood, and... Ended up playing a little bit of defensive tackle and linebacker. Yes, defensive tackle. I was a small defensive tackle at the time, but I loved it. Had a passion for it. I thought it was probably my favorite position, and still some of my favorite players in the National Football League are, in fact, defensive tackles. Uh, very inspiring to me as I played that position. I tried to use a few of their moves, but... To get into a little bit of the incident without going too far because the way that I got hurt in this particular instance, I'm going to revisit that in a future episode because the story behind it is almost as interesting as the injury itself. But in order to make this long story shorter, to describe the pain aspect of this episode, 
I can tell you that I took a cut block while playing defensive tackle. For those of you who don't know what a cut block in football is, it's an illegal block where you're engaged by one player as a defensive lineman and someone takes you out at the knees. So essentially you've been playing against somebody head-to-head and somebody just drives their shoulder into your knee. That's what happened to me. Horrible situation. I went down immediately. Worst pain I ever felt in my life up until that point. Extraordinarily disappointed with the situation. Felt like I had a lot more to do and I was hoping in my mind that the injury wasn't as severe as it was. However, two doctor's appointments and an MRI later, I'm then asked the question by my doctor, would you like to have your knee surgery before Christmas or after Christmas? (laughs) Merry Christmas. That's all I could think. Either way, how do I win? After that procedure, I was laid up for two whole weeks, unable to walk, and then the fun part, about two months of physical therapy. If I can promise you one thing, physical therapists are the nicest people in the world because what they put you through is just insane. It really is. But... Without them pushing you, you wouldn't be able to get through the physical therapy because physically, after you've had the surgery, you're able to do a lot more than you realize. And those people know that you can do it. And it's not a matter of even how much physically you can do. It's in your head. And... During that two-month period of time, I figured it out quick. There were times when you just didn't feel like doing it. But you knew that if you didn't, you weren't going to be able to progress to that point where you'd be able to walk again. And that's the hardest part about physical therapy. Let's go to injury number two, then. Here I am now in my senior year of high school. Had a glorious track season because I made the decision the year before my junior year not to play football, not to wrestle, which is something else I did and I enjoyed doing. Saved myself entirely for track. It was a good idea, or so I thought. Uh, This one doesn't have the real elaborate story behind it. It was an injury that was one of the worst kind you could have. As an athlete, I didn't get touched. It was a non-contact injury. They happen from time to time in sports. This one wasn't so much fun. But the lead-up to it is what made it fun. I, at this point, had gotten much bigger from doing a lot more weights after my knee was hurt. I gave up playing linebacker and started doing a lot more heavy weightlifting, powerlifting style stuff. Another thing that I'm going to touch on in a future episode. Uh, 
weight training, something that I had sworn off of talking to people about until I felt more comfortable, but hey, I've got a format, and I think that I'm going to be ready to tell people what I've been up to for the last couple of years. But now back to injury number two. Unfortunately, I didn't even advance that far into the season. They had already pegged me down as a starter. The coaches had been begging me to play all spring long. And I've been avoiding them like a plague because I had such a good track season that the only thing in my head is I'm going to win a medal in the counties. I have a shot at the short conference. I don't need football. Shore Conference was the next level tournament and track in New Jersey. After that one comes the States. And then the meet of champions. <laughs> if I had played football in my mind, it would have taken away some of the opportunity for me to do some different exercises, get some training in that I wouldn't have had during that football season, which would have allowed me to be able to peak by the time the senior year of track season came along in 96 for me, and I felt that that would have been an opportunity that I didn't want to miss. But of course, the coaches kept getting in my ear, kept getting in my ear, kept getting in my ear, until they actually won. Over the summer, I ran into him, and I started talking to him again, and I just couldn't resist. There was just something about it. It was the last chance to play football in high school. I wasn't the biggest guy in the world, only 255 pounds. Still wanted to play that defensive tackle position. Not probably going to get to play any in college because it wasn't really a sport that I would have excelled in but yet and still it was going to be something that I would like to have tried would have been fun and so I did it had plenty of time to get my head around it did some working out over the summer on my own and then the off-season training program began in early late August here I go didn't even have my cleats this particular day I'm out there, I'm playing, no cleats, defensive tackle, beating down all the other people who were trying to block me. They couldn't stop me. Mind you, they were all wearing cleats, and I hadn't bought my cleats yet, and I was still taking them down. My footwork was that good. My balance was that good. My strength was that good. I was going to be the varsity starting defensive tackle on the strong side. They had me penciled in somewhere around wrestling season of the junior year. But, be as it may, this whole podcast is about pain, and here comes the pain. Non-contact injuries are the worst, like I said previously. Here I go, hitting the sled, pushing it up the hill like everybody else, pushing it up the hill, pushing it up the hill, pushing it up the hill. And then they blew the whistle to get ready to start for the defensive practice. I then turn around, take three steps down the hill, and all of a sudden I felt it. Tore cartilage again. I knew it right away. 
So I limped down there in a slow jog, got myself in my spot. It was there I was, defensive tackle. I was the starter, no questions asked. Put my hand down that line. Knew that I had torn cartilage, could feel it, and was upset about it, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to do anything about it. And it's one of those things that only because I had done it previously at 15, that now at 17, I felt it again. I knew it was going to happen. Surgery, no football. So I just said to myself, the only chance that I'm actually going to get to play football for the rest of my life in a high school level is going to be right now. So I got myself in my three-point stance, and I fired off, and I penetrated the line of scrimmage and made a tackle. Had a good play. Had another good play. Maintained positioning, kept penetration, allowed the linebackers to do their job. I know it's a lot of football speak. Hopefully, you can follow it. If not, I'll try to be a little more elaborate when it comes to the point where I'm getting to. Maybe seven, eight plays in, my three-point stance, which is the position that I would be in as a defensive lineman, one hand down, two feet spread apart, almost like you're sitting on a toilet. Here I go. My stance starts to fade. Because my knee is now getting to the point where I can't handle it anymore. Physically. It's beginning to swell and I can't get into my stance anymore. Seventh play, I do it. I'm a little slow off the ball, but I'm still in there. Eighth play, can't quite get in my stance. Ninth play, I'm getting really high. Tenth play, I'm standing almost all the way up and the coaches look at me and see that there's something wrong. Pull me out, off to the trainers, and yet again, the same scenario as the first time. Two doctor's appointments, and an MRI later, and I'm getting knee surgery for the second time on that knee. <sighs> A decision that altered my track career, ended my wrestling career, because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do what I wanted to do on the mat. So I took my time, did my rehab, got myself better to the point where I could do winter track and essentially get myself to that peak that I was hoping to get to for spring track in my senior year the best I could. All I could do at that point was just that rehab, ice, stretch, workout get myself stronger, get myself ready for my senior year in track. And that was my focus anyway, since the end of my junior year. Fortunately for me, it worked out slightly. Ended up overextending my rehab during the track season because I never really stopped because truthfully, after you have a surgery like that, it takes about a year for your their joint to really fully heal and it had only been maybe six months if that not even maybe four 
and I started doing some heavy legs for the first time because I started feeling confident in my <sighs> doctors <laughs> and my physical therapists. And, of course, that tweaked my knee a little bit. Ended up missing the middle two weeks of my senior year in track. Absolutely devastating. But, again, things worked out a little bit. It wasn't a total loss. I was able to get myself together, come back, get cleared because I didn't injure it a sec a third time, and I was able to actually medal in the county tournament, which is what my goal essentially was for my junior year. When I ended my track career, I ended up being the 10th overall shot putter at Southern Regional. My throw was 46, eight and three quarters, I believe, and at the time when I graduated, it was the 10th farthest throw ever recorded by a Southern Regional athlete. I was definitely proud of that moment. But now, the consequences of that, from being 17 and having that injury, it never did feel 100% from that point. It never really did. And as I turned 19, 20, 21, 22, there'd be times where everything would feel good but it just wasn't right all the time but I just sort of learned to live with it and gut it out and just handle it as it was and all I could do was just accept it it was a part of what I was now this injury I'm not going to be whole all I have to do is accept the new whole that I have become and then I turned 27, and that was even worse. Here comes the worst injury I ever sustained. And again, I'm going to revisit the whole story on a later podcast, because that one is probably one of my favorite stories to tell people. Combination of most embarrassing and almost certainly gets the... Um, award for being the dumbest thing I probably have ever done. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have to do certain things. I'm not going to go into any detail about what I did, but I'm going to tell you what I did. And once again, in a future episode, you will hear me give you that story. It's going to probably be the highlight of the entire episode. But what I did was I destroyed my ankle, for lack of a better term. Destroyed it. I tore a ligament. I broke that little bone that sits at the back of your foot. And I had a massive bone bruise. And that was just... Un imaginable pain, the worst thing I had ever felt. I thought the knee pain was bad. I, it wasn't. It really wasn't. I would have endured those knee surgeries. I would have taken three or four more of them before I had this one destruction of my ankle. Again, I had a very good physician who 
was right on top of his game. He was so confident in putting me back together, I didn't even realize how severe the injury was because of the way he was telling me and explaining to me things. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The mental anguish that that put on me is... I can't even explain it. I had to literally be on the shelf without the ability to walk for two weeks each time I had knee surgery. With this ankle surgery, this monster took me down for four weeks by itself. I couldn't do any walking for four weeks by itself. The doctor had to remove that small piece of bone. He had to reattach the ligament. He had to do some major work that I didn't even really understand just how severe the damage was. But thankfully, he was good at what he did, and he was able to put this Humpty Dumpty back together again. All in all, from that point on, it took me... uh, Let me see, I was 27 when I did it. That first year, it hadn't fully healed. It was close, but it hadn't fully healed. I did all the physical therapy in the world. I did, in fact, like four months or five months of physical therapy. And physically, it was as good as it was going to get. But now comes, once again, the side that really made it important because the pain started to fade away and every once in a while it would flare itself back up again and I would have a sprain and it would hurt and I would just keep going to the point where when I got into my 30s I just sort of accepted those sprains to the point where I could still run on it after it was sprained because it was just part of what was going on but truthfully I think it was probably not until I was Maybe thirty three or thirty four, where the mental part of the destruction of my ankle finally got over itself. There was a point where I just would not even think about running. I refused to. There was places where if I thought I could slip, I would try to avoid it. I just wasn't mentally over it because that was really that kind of injury and I understand now how sometimes when an athlete is in a situation where they're injured and they've gone through the surgery and they've gone through the therapy and they're physically ready to do their job but their mind will not allow them to do certain things they just don't trust that body part anymore. Fortunately for me, around 33, 34, I regained that trust. It took a long time. Six years. Seven years before my head was wrapped around to the point where like, yeah, I can actually do this. This joint doesn't control me. I control it. It will respond. It will respond. But boy, It took a long time for that to come through. And 
there was points even up until now here I am 43 turned myself back into a gym rat again again I like to bring this up future episode future episode future episode but I still make sure to ice it routinely the physical therapy that I had to do on my knees I've really stopped for the most part however my ankle because of the ligament it's a different animal whereas you can think of cartilage like a shock absorber you really have to think of a ligament like a spring or a hinge where you have to keep making it move in order for the hinge not to lock up on you so I'm constantly doing physical therapy probably Every few months, I'm doing those motions that I was taught. And I've been doing that ever since I started physical therapy when I was 27. All in all, those life decisions have certainly impacted me in a negative way. But all I could do is learn to adjust That's the beautiful part about the human body and the human mind and the human spirit. Once it's injured, it takes a little while for the physical body to heal. But when that does happen, which it eventually will, you then have to get over that hurdle. And that's the problem with the pain. Pain is only temporary, as they always say. I like that saying. It makes a lot of sense. Pain does happen to be chronic at times too, but either way, what controls how you deal with the pain, it's your mind. You have to get over it mentally, and it is not easy. People say that they're tough for being able to physically fight people, take them down, beat them up, do stuff like that. No, you really need to think about what toughness is. Toughness isn't how much you can dish out. Toughness is how much you can take. And I can certainly say that I find myself in that category. I don't let on as much as people realize, but I can take a lot of pain. And I know that right away, I would choose not to if I could help it. But I know that I can, and half the reason is I know that your body can do so much. And then after that, it comes to your mind. And if I can leave you with anything on that note, anybody out there who's in some sort of injury situation or has been hurt in the past and still working through it, you got to know that you got to give yourself time to mentally adjust to what your situation is and then you realize okay it's fixed it's healed it works and until that button is pushed until that switch is flipped you're gonna have some issues and eventually it will happen that's what the beauty of those physical therapists are it's what people around you are going to help you with and then the most important person is that person in the mirror Nobody can get you through that pain beyond that person. Nobody can help you out more than that person in that situation. 
And I can only hope that everybody can keep themselves pain-free as possible for as long as possible. Because, boy, I can think of a hundred things I'd like to do and enjoy. But I know that I'm a little limited and I'm not going to be crazy and do things that are going to put me in jeopardy. Okay. It's time to let everybody know why we can't have anything nice anymore. This is my segment that I enjoy calling the Spear of the Week. Once again, it's a wrestling tackle where you just drive your shoulder right through somebody. Wouldn't you know that I had a perfect incident and an unwilling volunteer for the Spear of the Week this week. This jerk just so happened to be driving down the road with me. However... He was on the far side of the street, trying to turn into my lane across three lanes of traffic. Best part about it was, he had this trailer, and he chose to just wedge his way in the middle of traffic, waiting for everybody to let him in. Now, the best part about it was, there was traffic in both directions. He didn't care. He just pushed his way through, sat there, waited hoped that somebody would let him in, and if they didn't, all that was going to happen was he was just going to take up the space and traffic. What kind of an idiot would do something like that? My blood pressure went up a little bit. I thought to myself, this is the guy that you want to yank out of his truck, spear him, then throw back into his truck, hop back into your car, and keep on down the road. I don't understand what people are thinking. But without a doubt in my mind, the guy who had that trailer and the truck who decided to take up all the lanes traffic in order to wedge his way in, he gets a Spear of the Week for sure. Okay, everybody. Just about out of time again. I want to thank you all for listening to Episode 2 of The Lip. I would like to encourage you to Hit me up on Twitter at PissedPhil with two L's. At PissedPhil with two L's. Last week I was a little rough around the edges giving that account out. But I think I just cleaned it up this time. So it should be easier for you to find if you were looking for it. Um, Give you a little teaser for next episode. I had given you a little taste of what I was talking about. I'm going to be talking about working out. I changed my whole workout regimen from what I used to do when I was younger and that only makes sense because I was younger then so I had to do things a little differently than I have to do now. Haven't really told everybody about what I've been up to and getting the results that I've been getting. Not that I've ever had a six-pack in my life but who knows if I keep doing what I'm doing now you just never know what I might look like in a year or so. Um want to leave you with some more unique words of wisdom let's say you're in a situation where you've just gone to a party with somebody you really don't want to be at the party for you can look at that person in the eye and tell them you know my favorite part of my visit is when I say goodbye unfortunately for them That would be true for you people. It's absolutely not.
I wish I didn't have to cut it off, but it's time for me to say goodbye. Until next time, I'm Phil, and you've been listening to The Lip.